everyone. Welcome back to the Leverage 10 podcast, where we answer all of your leverage questions. Or at I'm, least 10 of them. <laughs> at least 10 of them. I'm your host, Kayla, and with me is the very talented John Rogers, executive producer. How are you doing today, John? I'm good. Don't do the talented thing. I feel it makes me feel very <laughs> self-aware. But it's true. It's oh, true. Okay. Um, well, we've collected your fan questions from Twitter and Facebook. So if you're ready, John, can we yeah. jump right in? All right. So the first question came from a lot of people. When did you get the idea to do an Office-themed episode, and whose idea was it? Actually, it was Christian Kane's idea. Uh, the, the writers were, well, I forget which writer was up there, um, but it was a couple times. Uh, Christian had mentioned it might be kind of fun to vary up the format. Uh, I think the, 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 the actors are always looking to try some different stuff, you know, 50-something episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've played these characters a lot. Um, you know, I doubt anyone in real life knows ten good stories about the most beloved person in their life. Never mind a total <laughs> fictional stranger. Uh, and as a uh, as a coincidence, we had an episode we had tried to break in season two but never could, set at an office retreat where oh. the group was forced to do like a bunch of trust exercises and stuff mm-hmm. and began to work out their personal issues during that. It was a very different episode because the characters in season two are very different than they are in season four. Uh, but it was kind of cool to be able to go, yeah, we've, we've kind of circled around that before, but we'd never had an interesting way to do it. Mm-hmm. And a complete stylistic jump seemed the way to do it. And then that just got very, everyone very excited about, well, what are the challenges? You know, do we do a leverage in the office? Do we adapt? What we eventually did was completely adapt both the, lever- the office shooting style mm-hmm. and the office comedy style yeah. and push the characters even a little more absurd than they only do. The, uh, you know, there are some precedents to this, um, like the X-Files cops episode where, you know, they're plainly in a slightly more absurd space because they're doing a cops episode. Yeah, I totally remember that episode. That's, that's, that's the exact same thing. All right, well, moving on, Mouse asks, where do the names of the cons come from? Are they just random phrases, or are these actual scenarios? Uh, most of them are real. Uh, okay. Sometimes we shorthand, or sometimes we give a name to something that doesn't have a name. For oh. example, the fiddle game's real. Uh, geez, uh, Kerry Glover, who's our super, our uh, script supervisor, pardon me, our uh, script coordinator, uh, has a whole list of them with the historical precedents and which ones we've renamed and stuff yeah. like that. You know, the Spanish prisoner, prisoner is real. Um, you know, the Zanzibar Marketplace is actually, it's not called a Zanzibar Marketplace, but it's an actual thing, the way they stop and shop, so everyone bombs in and bids and gets out. So I'd say they're about... 80% real or renamed cons, and then about 20% when we just want a really funny phrase that we throw out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this has nothing to do with the cons, but I'm sure everyone wants to know, and Candy Mays is asking, Elliot Sandwich, were the ingredients completely scripted, or was Christian actually describing one of his own delicious creations? I believe it was a different sandwich scripted, and Christian changed it to one of his sandwiches, uh, because the man, is a, the man is a cook, no joke. So uh, that, is, that is a Christian Kane special. And Ali asks, how did you go about throwing Hardison off the roof? We, uh, that was a really fun sequence because um, seeing everything through the documentary camera really gave you a little bit of a sudden jolt when he went over the side there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we threw a dude off a roof. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but it was, a, it was a roof with a return, pardon me, a return underneath, so it wasn't that big a fall, but it was a, it was a, a pretty decent fall into pads. And then um, we wired up... Uh, uh, Hardison, we wild up, wired up Aldous and we put him over a green screen. But again, his drop wasn't that deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a green screen extension. Okay. And Casimir's asking, will we see Sophie's Little Red Book again? Is there anything else written in there? Uh, there are a lot of things written in Sophie's Little Red Book, but we won't be seeing her Little Red Book again. The Little Red Book was part of the sort of office conceit of, okay, we're doing a slightly more 
uh, absurdist. It's it's the what the office version of Sophie would do. It's not necessarily what the leverage version of Sophie would do, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine because we were completely adopting that that uh, style. But no, we won't we won't see the little red book again, well, unless it, we find something amusing to do with it. In which case, you will. <laughs> And another question that kind of goes along with that, Una Not O'Neill is asking, how did you guys film the Nate-Sophie fight scene? Um, that was actually scripted. It's shot exactly as scripted, which doesn't always happen. Uh, the boys looked at like the sort of cross-cut style from The Office where they do sort of cross-cut arguments mm-hmm. and then adapted that. There were one or two improvs, but pretty much that is as scripted, which was kind of fun because it allowed the actors in little short bursts uh, to really sort of ramp themselves up and focus on the comedic choices and the character choices. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just straight cross-cutting. Well, and another kind of technical question, whose idea was the security camera footage in the warehouse chase? Uh, that was a blend of Jonathan Frakes as the director and the writers, um, Jeremy Bernstein and Josh Scher, who had to come up with different ways. And that was one of our big things when we were breaking the episode, is how do we do our usual leverage action stuff in camera? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they had a couple ideas, and it was really uh, Jer- uh, Jonathan Frakes, and I think uh, Mark Roskin, who's our producing director, really helped out on this too, uh, figured out a way to bounce out of the ordinary framing and then you know sort of do all that stuff in the wide shots. And it was, of course, Christian leaping off stuff and rolling on concrete <laughs> floors and making my heart stop. So it was, it was pretty much a group effort, but big, uh, most credit goes to Jonathan Frakes there. Well, and a ton of fans were asking about this one, and I want to know, will we ever find out what Nate wrote on that cart he gave to Sophie? No. Uh, he wrote whatever is the most interesting thing for you to have written. You really want to know all this stuff. You want to know how many people Elliot killed? You want to know what he wrote on the cart? I want card? to know everything, no. man. No, my job is not to give you answers so you get bored with the show and wander off. My job is to make you interested, and then you argue with your friends, and then you figure out what would I want Nate to have written on the card to Sophie, and that's what it is. Okay, that makes sense. It's collaborative. And Havenwards asks, it's a pretty long question, how hard was it for the actors, who normally have to act as though the camera doesn't exist, to be almost constantly aware of it this time? And were their reactions recommended from the director, or did the actors make those choices themselves? Uh, a lot of this was the actors sort of channeling their characters. Um, you know, each one was very concerned with how they would react to cameras. You know, Aldous mm-hmm. in particular was you know, very cautious about what do I say, what would I say in front of a camera when we know cameras are there. And a lot of that brought about some of the improv of them trying to come up with other words for the crimes, you yeah. know. So, again, it's a feedback yeah. loop on set. You know, the, the writers bring you your stuff, the actors build on it, the writers then make sure it works narratively, and the director, you know, make, gets, gets it in front of everyone. Uh, it was interesting to see what choices everybody made. And it tells you a little bit more how the actors feel about their characters necessarily than the writers do, because that was very much an actor physicality thing. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the fact that Sophie kind of fixes her hair a little every time the camera's on. <laughs> I love that that Gina Bellman was channeling Jane from coupling just a little bit, uh, whenever the camera went uh, went over to her. It was nice. And last of all, Sue N asks. When will Parker's Eskimo Kisses cards be available for purchase? I know I'd love to send some of those to some of my friends. Uh, well, you obviously don't <laughs> like your friends, Sue. So, uh, we're actually working on it. The response to the Eskimo Kisses cards was so crazy, we may well, in a, one awesome. of those little internet shops, awesome. put up uh, put up some of those cards and make sure our friends in the art department, uh, Adam and, and uh, you know Randall Groves Art Department, particularly Adam, get credit for the fact that they came up with all those. The, only two of the cards were scripted. Okay. Everything else was just the art department coming up with the most oh, horrible wow. stuff they could. Wow. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a great job on their part. Well, I will be first in line to buy those cards, and 
That's it for this week. Thanks for writing in, guys, and we'll see you again next week. See you next week.